most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Chris Raybon, here with my guy, Sean Kerner. And today is our weekly prop episode debut of a new new format for us this week, Sean. I'm excited. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, they have props out, looks like Monday morning. Um, so I'm excited to be able to dive into props earlier in the week and then, you know, give you our best bets um, on Fridays and pump for this. Yeah, damn. Now, not even any sleep on Monday, on Sunday nights. I used to Never. knock out and go into a little hibernation on, on Sunday <laughs> nights because I would be so dead. I would usually stay up all night Saturday, but now I feel like it's just going to be, woo, it's going to be crazy <laughs> with props out on a, on a Monday. So I'm looking forward to it, though. Shouts to Prize Picks, yes. uh, our sponsors. Uh, and let's get right into it. The format of the show, uh, it's going to come out every week. So we're coming out with this episode every Friday. And the purpose is to just highlight a f- bunch of our favorite prop bets, uh, player prop bets for the weekend. And uh, we'll use prize picks lines, obviously lines move. So we'll talk about, you know, the number we'd bet it down to uh, and all that good stuff. Uh, we'll do uh, one quarterback prop, two running back props, two receiving props each uh, every week. So that's 10 props for you guys. Uh, and we'll give you some best bets at the end as well. So Sean, start us off. Who's your quarterback prop for week one of the 2021 NFL season? All right. Of course, I'm going to kick it off with a Jalen Hurts prop. I'm going over 40 and a half rushing yards against the Falcons. Um, I'm projecting this closer to 46. Um, You know, this is a great matchup for him to kick off the season. Um, New defensive coordinator Dean Pease loves the blitz and Jalen Hurts absolutely torched uh, teams when they tried to blitz them last year, albeit a small sample size. So I think if anything, it's going to force him to roll out, scramble, um, rack up these rushing yards. And in his four starts last year, I mean, he rushed for 106 yards, 63 yards, 59 yards, and then 34 yards. So even the the one under he hit, he was almost at this number. Um, so I think he has a very high floor when it comes to rushing yards. That's why I love this over. Um, I would pick this probably up to 44 and a half. Um, so there is a little bit of room here when it comes to rushing yards, every yard is valuable. Um, so that's why I think just the five yards of value that I'm showing here is super valuable. So I love this pick. Yeah. I think that, um, that's a good call there. Jalen hurts, uh, the Eagles, uh, little tease, uh, for our action network fantasy podcast, which you can go check out. Uh, of course it's with Stucky and I, the Eagles were one of my six pack picks and, Stucky's money line underdog pick. So a lot of love for the Eagles this week. And uh, I think Jalen Hurts has a big game. So uh, like that one there for my quarterback prop, I'm going with Teddy Bridgewater under 247 and a half passing yards on prize picks. And I have this around 240, but I think the floor is even lower than that. And the reason being is this giants team, they're, they were a big under team last year. 
three and 13 toward the over. So I don't expect their offense, the, the Giants offense to do much. And therefore, I don't expect Bridgewater to have to do much through the air. You also have this Giants defense, one of the best being one, one that the Broncos have to throw it around. Uh, the Giants last year, they they av- allowed on average uh, about you know 250 some yards, but um, they were under this number in uh, nine of 16 games on defense and then yard. And I don't think it's going to be one of those situations because passing yards, it's not always just a quarterback skill. You know, a lot of times it just comes down to game script, and I just don't see the game script here. And the Broncos last year, they averaged only 244 yards. Uh, passing per game in non-Kendall Hinton games. So that's only, uh, that's already under this number and, and median for quarterbacks is still usually a little bit lower uh, than the average uh, even. So um, I like this prop. I think that uh, it should, I would bet it down to 240, uh, 240 and a half for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm projecting this closer to 238. But like you said, um, even if you like, uh, like, you know, the potential game script or other variables that might not be indicated in the number. Um, it gives you even more reason to take a prop. So, yeah, I I only have, you know, about seven yard difference here, but I, I'm with you on kind of this game flow really being favoring the under here. Yep. And, and for quarterbacks, you know, we've kind of talked about it off air, but passing yards, you're never going to get like, I think, a screaming value because, yeah. you know, seven yards, for example, which it sounds like both of us are kind of below it. That's like a whole pass attempt, which is pretty valuable in, you know, anytime you can get a pass attempt or more of value uh, on a prop that you're differing from, uh, it's pretty good value. So yeah, Bridgewater under, you got the Hurts over. Let's go to uh, your first running back prop. So I'm going with Antonio Gibson over 57 and a half rushing yards. Um, they're at home against the Chargers. I know you and I both, um, love taking Washington here as pretty much a pick Um, So I think this could be a positive game script for Gibson. And we have to remember last season, he was still learning the position. He's a converted wide receiver, and he still managed to look pretty polished as a running back last season. But the, this season, he's put in a ton of work. And even the coaching staff has said it's a night and day difference. I mean, he looks like a legit running back. So I'm really excited about Gibson this year. I'm bullish on him. That's why I think out of the gate, um, I want to be attacking his over on his rushing props. So that's why I think 57 and a half is a bit too low. I'm projecting this closer to 65 and a half. I would take this probably up to 62 and a half, but I think um, we want to buy in on Gibson early in the season. Yeah, I have it right around the same. Uh, I have the average, uh, the mean projection at 71 and the median right about 66. So uh, I'm right in line with that projection. I think it's, I think it's a few couple attempts too low there uh, for Antonio Gibson. And uh, for me, my first rushing prop, I'm going to stay in the same game and go with Austin Eckler under 51 and a half rushing yards. And we know Eckler is a little bit banged up with his hamstring injury. I think he'll play hamstring injury. Shouldn't have a huge effect, but This is a a tough Washington front seven. This is a situation where I think the Chargers are a little bit overrated in the market. So we may be underrating how much they'll have to pass in this game. And uh, I just don't know Eckler sees enough work, especially after not practicing and being a little banged up uh, with the, against the tough defense to get over this number. So I have Eckler closer to 40 yards. So I'm about a couple of attempts uh, under this number. So uh, I, I would take it down to about 42 and a half. I, I think Eckler 
is a, a, a guy who we want to be careful with, especially in the run game, because you do have all those other backs for the chargers and Eckler could be where Eckler could kind of see his main role be in the receiving game. If, if they, if he's even a little banged up. So I think there's a lot of outs here uh, for this under. So yeah. Austin Eckler under 51 and a half at prize picks. Yeah. I, I locked this one in when it was 57 and a half. And that was before we even knew he was uh, dealing with this injury. So, you know, I love it even more now. And like you said, the, the floor on him is super low. Uh, 40 is a pretty <laughs> low projection. So um, I, I think that they're going to need him in the passing game anyway. So they might just use a little bit more Justin Jackson, uh, Joshua Kelly um, to kind of eat into those carries just to keep uh, Eckler fresh. So, yeah, I love this under as well. All right. Who we got for the second running back prop? My second prop is Philip Lindsay under 39 and a half rushing yards. I like taking advantage of this Houston Texans dumpster fire of a running back situation. Um, it's not that like any of the running backs are bad. Um, if anything, they, they have too good of a running back depth chart for such a bad team. Um, so right now, you know, Philip Lindsay is the starting running back for the Texans week one, but you still have David Johnson there. You have Mark Ingram, even Rex Burkhead might chip in a carrier too. Um, so in a situation like this, I think there's the floor on every player is lower than people realize. So I like taking, um, you know, the highest prop on the board, which is Lindsay here. Um, you know, he, he could lead the team with carries, but that might even be just eight or nine touches. Um, and, you know, whenever you have a bad team that has a three-way running back committee, um, you want to take the under. So that's why I'm going the under here. Um, I'm projecting this closer to 32 and a half. So I would, I would probably take it down to 35 and a half. Um, either way, he just has a really low floor heading into week one. It almost seems like a bet on will Lindsay get to double digit touches or double digit carries. Mm -hmm. You know, if he gets under that, I think you have a, a pretty good chance uh, of going under. I have no idea how this Houston backfield is going to shape up, but I have Lindsay at 8.8 .8 carries. So uh, he's under 40 yards uh, for me as well. So. Yeah, uh, I'm in line there. Let's go to my second running back prop, and it's Jonathan Taylor, under 81 and a half rushing yards. Uh, I think the median should be closer to 70, obviously. Taylor is a talented back. He should see a decent amount of work with Carson Wentz still making his way back, you know, didn't practice much. You know, the O-line didn't practice much. The receivers, TYs out. So I think they are going to lean on a run game. But Seattle was number seven in run defense DVOA a year ago. And this Colts team, I just I, I don't know if they're going to be able with Seattle kind of knowing what's coming. I don't know if they're going to be able to to get a lot of run lanes in, in week one here. Seattle's a, a very good run defense and they're going to I'm pretty sure the defensive scheme is going to be OK, let's sit on the. The, the run, you know, they usually play that single high safety. So they'll have another, you know, another guy at the line of scrimmage. And uh, I think that the efficiency just won't be there for such a high number in week one for Jonathan Taylor. So going under 81 and a half rushing yards at prize pick for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, you snaked me on this one. So I, I'm definitely in line with you. I'm projecting this at 70. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is going to have a good game. He's still a mid range to low end RB1 in fantasy. It just, this number is just a bit too high. So, um, you know, I think his mean, uh, his median um, is going to be, you know, closer to 70. So love the value here on the under as well. All right. Let's go to your first receiving prop uh, for week one. So I'm going with Juwan Johnson, baby, under 30 and a half receiving yards. Um, you know, I was saying he was a sneaky flyer. 
in DFS if Adam Troutman were to miss this week. You know, Juwan Johnson's a former receiver, converted tight end. The Saints really don't have anybody at tight end outside of Troutman. So I thought he was going to step in um, and see a few targets. But now that Troutman, it looks like he's basically probable um, and good to go. So I think that, you know, Juwan Johnson at best is going to split time with Adam Troutman. I just don't see how he clears this number with a healthy Troutman in the mix. So I'm projecting this closer to 20 yards, actually. And I would take this down to, I would say, 24, 25 and a half yards. Again, we, we have to monitor Troutman just in case, but it, it seems like it's all systems go. And uh, again, this is a projection I think should have dropped 10 to 15 yards after that news. Um, so I love this under. Yeah, I think at best, if Troutman plays, I think you, you can't say Juwan Johnson's median catches is any higher than two. And right. so you're essentially saying you give him 11 yards per, per catch, which is, you know, in line for a tight end. Uh, then, yeah, I think anything above 22, uh, I would feel comfortable with. So I uh, like that one. But again, yeah, keep your eye on the injury news and keep your eye on the lines. Remember, these lines do move. So uh, for my first receiving prop, I'm going with an over, uh, you know, let's mix in some overs, you know, I'm not going to just go straight <laughs> unders. So I actually went all unders on our season long pod uh, where we went through all the props, but I'm going to go with an over here in Keenan Allen over 60 and a half uh, receiving yards. And this is a, a number where Keenan Allen went over this in seven of 12 games where he played over half the snaps. Remember he had a couple of weird games where he got hurt or he was, you know, just banged up. And so I think this number is too low for, you know, I know we're a little bit down on Herbert, but I think Keenan Allen, you know, when he's a, when he's healthy, he's not, it's not like he's running, you know, these deep routes that are going to be hard to connect for a, a number one wide receiver against a tough defense. Uh, so I, I'd feel comfortable with this one up to about 64. I like Keenan Allen over 60 and a half. Uh, again, he went over this a pretty good amount in his healthy games last year. Yeah, I think Allen's always a good overplay because he has such a high floor. So if you ever see a good number for Keenan Allen, like um, I'm comfortable taking overs with him. Um, my wide receiver prop is kind of competing with Keenan a bit. <laughs> Because I'm taking the over uh, 37 and a half receiving yards for Mike Williams, because I, I'm projecting this closer to 50, actually. So I have quite a bit of a delta between my projection and this number. And, you know, Mike Williams, he's typically a high ceiling, low floor wide receiver, very inconsistent. Um, normally, I wouldn't touch his overs. But, you know, new offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi has said he intends to use Mike Williams as the X receiver, you know, the Michael Thomas role in this Sean Payton offense. Um, and, you know, we saw offensive coordinator Joe Brady do that with Robbie Anderson last year, and he became a much more consistent receiver as a result. Um, now, I don't really know how this is going to work because they already have Keenan Allen to be that sort of underneath weapon. But either way, I'm trusting the offensive coordinator language here. Um, and I think my Mike Williams has a higher floor this week if Austin Eckler happens to miss the game. I think, you know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams might pick up an extra target or two. Um, so I'm comfortable taking the over here at 37 and a half, and I'd probably take it up to um, 45 and a half. So yeah, I think that Mike Williams is a guy that I think will be able to trust to be a little bit more consistent week to week this year. Yeah, it's interesting because I know earlier in the week, we both liked the Justin Herbert under, but that that's, that's why you have to kind of watch these line moves because as books adjust, I think, you know, sometimes they over adjust. So, you know, that Herbert 
number, I think went down about 15 yards. And I think that's affecting the props for some of the receivers to where now we, you know, we jumped on the Herbert prop under earlier in the week and now we're sitting here taking charges receivers over <laughs> because yeah. the number has dropped too far. So this is kind of, you know, the, 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 the edges are very small here uh, and you have to kind of jump on these numbers uh, as quick as possible uh, because they will move. But sometimes you get a, a great situation where uh, there's a, an over adjustment and you can, oh, it's almost like we have a middle here, you know, we're kind of yeah. hedged out of uh, on both sides. So. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's a great point because, you know, both players, you know, if you add these yardage totals up, it's about 98 yards. So there's an extra 162 yards to go around. And if Austin Eckler is, you know, injured or, you know, he's, he's limited in any way, um, you know, that's more yardage for Michael Williams and Keenan Allen. And then we know that the wide receiver three slot on the chargers is usually a low volume role. Jared cook is going to be a guy that's inconsistent. So it, it is interesting to kind of like, like the overs on both these guys and the under on Herbert, because like you sh- said, the uh, it's such a fine line and we're just talking about like small edges here. Uh, but it's a good point because <laughs> I do remember kind of saying I was all over the Herbert under 271 but again it's it's all about these numbers and i think that there's still some value on these overs just gotta hope Jalen guyton doesn't go two catches or no josh palmer i mean josh paul i'm a big josh palmer believer um but it might take him a couple games uh to really hit the ground so uh yeah (laughs) if anything it'd be josh palmer screwing all this up for me this week or you so you think Palmer's definitely I mean we're getting off track here but you think Palmer's you think Guyton's out of the rotation week one no well not week one I think that (laughs) by by week nine oh is absolutely rotation it's going to be Josh Palmer getting you know 70 to 80 percent of the routes run Uh, but week one that's kind of the the fun about week one we don't know Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they sort of split work but by the end of the season absolutely Josh Palmer will overtake Guyton we need prize picks to throw up some routes pit props, just over on <laughs> yeah, the number of routes run in the game. Yeah. That, would, uh, that would be fun. All right. Let's close it off with another over for me. I saw this number and I, I kind of chuckled because I get it, but it's just way too low for this player. And that's Julio Jones. I'm going over 55 and a half receiving yards at prize picks. First of all, the Arizona Cardinals don't have cornerbacks right now. Like this is, this could be a real issue for them. Uh, you know, Malcolm Butler retired. Their their cornerback depth chart is just really thin. And also, I don't think they've practiced with the rotation that they're going to end up using as much as they would have liked. So uh, Julio Jones went over this number in six of nine games last year. And uh, I think this is in week one in a, in a high total game. I think you're going to see him go over this again. Um, I'm not worried about his health. I think he'll be fine. Him and A.J. Brown should be the leading receivers for Tennessee by a mile. And they should be just as big a part of the game plan as a guy like Derrick Henry, because again, you're going to look at this Cardinal team and you're going to look at where the weaknesses on defense. And it's going to be uh, on that perimeter at that cornerback position. And on the other side of the ball, you know, we Arizona is expected to keep pace with Tennessee. Again, the total is 52 in the game. So it should be a close, high-scoring game. So I think Tennessee's going to have to throw it more than they normally would. So love Julio Jones uh, over 55 and a half. Uh, I would take this up to about 64 and a half as well. Yeah, you stole this one for me as well. This is a smash spot. uh, He's not even on the injury report this week. So he's apparently 100%. That's pretty rare. So you're going to get prime Julio 
in week one, like you said, uh, nobody's going to be able to stop him on the Arizona side of the football. So yeah, I love this over as well. What is Julio is my wide receiver 11 this week. Like this yeah, is, that, yeah. <laughs> he's going to say the same thing. Like he opened up as my wide receiver nine. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I think he's, he's down to like wide receiver 11 now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like this is the week. Oh, he's wide receiver 10. There you um, go. And he was only wide receiver 19 in my season long projections because out of all receivers, I do dock like a half game for him in games played. But I said when he's active, healthy and playing, I mean, he's still a top 10 receiver. So um, that's why I love, you know, attacking these week one player props because we're getting value on taking it Julio Jones over. I mean, how fun is that? Right. And I mean, I know sometimes you have those receivers go to new teams and it's not always seamless transition, but this is like tailor made for the Titans to show off their new, you know, how yeah. brilliant their front office is for, you know, sending away the offensive coordinator, but getting like his best receiver uh, on his new team in return. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's essentially the trade they made. You know, they, they're like, all right, Arthur Smith, you can go. We'll take Julio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, let's recap our best bet. All right. So uh, to recap, uh, Sean going Jalen Hurts over 40 and a half rushing yards. Antonio Gibson over 57 and a half rushing yards. Philip Lindsay under 39 and a half rushing yards. Juwan Johnson under 30 and a half receiving yards. And Mike Williams over 37 and a half receiving yards. I am going with Teddy Bridgewater under 247 and a half passing yards. Austin Eckler under 51 and a half rushing yards. Jonathan Taylor under 81 and a half rushing yards. Keenan Allen over 60 and a half receiving yards. And Julio Jones over 55 and a half receiving yards. Next up here on the Fantasy Flex is a segment we call Elite Entries, where Sean and I dive into the prize picks app and compare our player projections to the props to build some entries. For listeners unfamiliar with prize picks, it's a super simple way to play DFS. Prize picks offers a bunch of fantasy prop over under markets for both daily and season long, such as Zeke Elliott rushing yards this season or Josh Allen's week one fantasy score. You choose the picks you like, you build your entry, and you can go at two, three, four, or even five picks. And your payout is based on how many picks you went with and how much you risk. So if you build an entry with Two props, you can win 3x your entry fee. If you build one with four, you can win as much as 10x your entry fee. Sean and I are going to use our projections and identify markets we like. Uh, and for this show, we'll just go with our best bets out of our top 10 props. So, Sean, start us off. Who's your number one best bet for week one of 2021? I think the number one best bet is John Johnson to go under this 30 and a half receiving yards. Like I said, I mean, Adam Troutman is healthy. Um, so I lowered his projection down closer to 1720 receiving yards. Um, so I'd actually pick this down to about uh, 23, 24 receiving yards. But my number one best bet on prize picks, I'm going Austin Eckler under 51 and a half rushing yards. He's a little bit banged up. There's a tough Washington front seven. And I think Eckler is going to do most of his damage in the receiving game. Uh, so I would bet this to about 40 uh, rushing yards for Eckler in week one. Sean, who's your second best bet on prize picks for our elite entry in week one? 
So my second best bet has to be this Jalen Hurts over 40 and a half rushing yards. I think this is a pretty safe bet. He, he's the kind of guy that has a really high floor when it comes to his scrambling ability. You know, the Falcons could blitz him a ton, forcing him out of the pocket. Um, and we saw the, the one game that he went under last year, he barely went under this number at 34. Whereas the other three games, he flew over this number. So I'm projecting this closer to about 46, 47 rushing yards. Um, I would take this up to 44 and a half, but I think he has a really, really high floor. Um, and I love the over 40 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, I like Jalen Hurts over as well. And I think the one thing people are forgetting when they quote some of his stats from a year ago is that he got benched in that final start against Washington, mm-hmm. which is a really tough defense. And so you can't necessarily knock him for, you know, that average stat line over those four games because it's really three and a half starts uh, for Jalen Hurts. So love it. For my best bet number two for our prize picks elite entry, I am going with Julio Jones. Over 55 and a half receiving yards. Again, he he cleared 84 in six of nine games last year. Uh, Just a number that's way too low if Julio's healthy. And by the way, the Cardinals are reeling at the cornerback position. So Julio Jones over 55 and a half receiving yards. To recap, our prize picks, elite entry for week one. Sean has Jalen Hurts over 40 and a half rushing yards. Juwan Johnson under 30 and a half receiving yards. And I have Austin Eckler under 51 and a half rushing yards. And Julio Jones over 55 and a half receiving yards. As a reminder, prize picks markets do move. So you want to be nimble and lock in the best numbers as quick as possible. If you have not created a prize picks account yet, check out the link in our episode description and they'll match your first deposit up to $100 or visit prizepicks.com and use the promo code action 10. That's action one zero at prizepicks.com. Okay. Now back to the show. All right, so that does it for our weekly props episode on the Fantasy Flex feed. As a reminder, we moved to an all-new feed so we can give you guys five episodes per week all season long. So if you could do us a favor, please subscribe to the new feed. It's Fantasy Flex. Just search it wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, leave us a rating and a review, too. That would really help us out. Uh, Tell us what you like, what you don't like about the show. And uh, we'll keep the heat coming for you guys. You can find Sean on Twitter at the underscore odds maker. You can find me on Twitter at Chris Raybon, and you can find us both in the award-winning action network app at those same handles where you can follow our bets or track your own, get live odds, all that good stuff. Don't forget to check out actionnetwork.com and fantasylabs.com for all of our fancy football DFS and betting content until next week. Let's get this money.